said, she said with Adam and Patricia. This is a fun new angle that we're going to take on the podcast. Patricia and uh, I, it's kind of odd, right? We're like the third person. You're like there and I'm talking about us to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a new format, right? We wanted to try. We we did a lot of, we do a lot of talking, I should say, and get pretty deep in a lot of different topics. So kind of in to share that, I guess, with the world, what we're doing is we kind of came up with the idea of uh, he said, she said. I think you actually titled it. Well, I just thought about how often we do... Uh discuss things and we don't necessarily always uh, share the same opinion. So it's kind of nice to kind of go back and forth to where maybe people would have an input also to say, Hey, yeah, I agree with him or. Yeah. The input to it. I like how you said that because, uh, I'm looking forward, not this show, but, um, well, the one that they're about to hear, but having the call in set up, you know, to where people could call in and, you know, talk to us. I think, do you think we'll probably stay around like the, the couples thing, <laughs> relationship thing? I think so. I think it's um, it's something everybody, I can't really say everybody, but a lot of people go through um, or have questions or experience. Or just want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like on this podcast that uh, you all are about to hear, we, we just talked about love, really. I don't think we, I know I don't think I got the definition or anything like that, but what, did you? No, we didn't really address it. I think it was kind of fun just to maybe show a little bit of our uh, banter back and forth to uh, let them see what maybe what they're in for, but maybe more uh, specific and stay on track <laughs> on the next ones where we actually address what we were talking about. Yeah, the uh, private stock may have had something to do with the squirreling, uh, but it was still fun. Yeah, and we didn't hang- wake up with a hangover, so it was still a pretty good choice. Yeah, had a good time, and I hope uh, you all enjoy listening. Uh, we'll be posting this on the TCR podcast. Uh, this is Patricia May and myself, Adam Lowry, on episode one of He Said, She Said. <laughs> he Said, She Said, a new format we're going now. But uh, what's funny is I'm sitting here going, what button do you hit to end this? <laughs> what's up, Allie? My boy. You're trying to school it. Allie says hello. Hey-o. See, I agree. Angie says it's timeless. Maybe we do it like this. Maybe we live on Facebook here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, no, as, chime in. Right, as we record here. Yeah. You may be able to click on this link live because we also are streaming live with the link I put up there uh, on YouTube, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you can click both. That'd be cool to kind of get that little input or reaction to whatever we decide to. Yeah, but ZZ Top is class. Every time now, that song takes me back to us driving across the country the first time <laughs> together yeah. and entering Dallas, Texas, somewhere through there. <laughs> I, I honestly lost track. I was the storm chaser. I felt that <laughs> we were the storm chasers, yes. It, it, it was quite the challenge, I think. Oh, it, it was, but... After you get through the Dallas like traffic, right? It was just. I mean, I was trying to drive fast, but traffic was killing it. It was hard for me not to be the photographer, watching you and you're looking out the window, rocking out with that beard that you used to have. Uh, hey, the reckless boy. Yeah, the the beard. 
the, I took the beard down, right? See, I like to do the opposite. It's no shave November, but fuck that. I'll finally shave. <laughs> it's November. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll trade it because the other 11 months out of the year, I'm fully bearded. I think we call it no snarl November. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I know. That's such, that's such a horrible word, isn't it? Yeah. Snarls. Snarls. Ew. It's snarls. Do you use that word? I don't. <laughs> Allie. Um, that's my boy. Wish you were here. Allie, I better see you at the New Year's party here, man. It's going to be epic. Noah, what's up? Holy shit. Throwback. Noah was the guy I was telling you about for, uh, does the wind down Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't well, we dragon... make one of those. Yeah, for sure. Noah's been doing that shit oh, for a minute. Fly. Dragonfly. That's an interesting word that we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> we got high as shit one night and simply discussed what we would call, I think it was a show you were going to do, right? Uh, you can't give everything away. No. <laughs> we were discussing uh, dragonfly and how unique the actual dragonfly is. That there is no... Um, when you when you think about a dragonfly, you're not going, yeah, that's scary or that's sweet or that's masculine or feminine. What up? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just... It's like whatever you decide to make it. So you're, you don't think of anything that goes with it other than it's a dragonfly and it's freaking cool. You po- when you pointed it out the first time, it's something I'd never taken notice of, right? Yeah. But when you were like, what gender do you think of when you think of a dragonfly? Yeah, you don't really I was like, it's it. a, I don't know, a bathroom it uses. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> hey, is that ironic that it's dragon? <laughs> uh, what? No, I can't put that together. Right? You can't put it together. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but you don't, right? I never think of like, oh, look at that little female Male slash whatever well, dragonfly. Even in like cartoons and stuff like that, it's never really gender specific or anything. Anything. It's it's never anything. It's not like, oh, here comes the beautiful dragonfly, the the graceful dragonfly, or anything. It's just a freaking cool thing. Yeah, and, and now if you're like me and you grew up in Florida, you know that the dragonfly eats mosquitoes, so it's not going to bite you. If you're not from here or you see dragonflies and you go, oh, shit, it's actually a good thing. It's out there terror, tearing up mosquitoes. <laughs> it's having a fucking feast. I Either that or, or you're getting bit, right, because there's mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. But the dragon, I, I haven't. And knowing that as a kid growing up uh, as a Floridian, I was like, dragonfly, it's eating shit. It's good. It's trying to not <laughs> have me bit, but also knew that's when it was time to go. I never even had any of those associations. Like... You know, you see the ladybug or even a hummingbird is a bit um, in the same category as a dragonfly. It's not always Dude, feminine humming, looking. The hummingbird in Arizona that whiz by your head every morning. We're out yeah. there like chilling. I know. It's like and I'm like, are you fucking too. Snow White? I'm like, this thing's next to you. Like, <laughs> I think I'm more like Mocha Brown. Definitely <laughs> 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 not Snow White. <laughs> But no, you were you're hanging out. The birds are chilling. Like hello, Patricia. Oh, yeah, Brr. it was like ah 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 ah. creepy, but <laughs> yeah. That's... Disney movies creep me out. Why? Oh, you know what? Isn't it funny how much how many different things came out um, about the Disney movies? Like the cover of certain movies. I think it was um, Aladdin, where they had the Aladdin was a good movie. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Hey. Good movie. <laughs> Remember, be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams was the I shit. Say, that's a, you're biased because of that, I think. What, because of Robin? Yeah. I say it on a first name basis like I fucking I know. knew him. Robin, the guy that came over. Yeah, Robin. Of course, yeah. back in the day since he's no longer with us. He was the shit. He was. He's um, Almost all of his movies, he's so passionate. Remember when he was in the Cowboys cheerleader outfit in Mark and Mindy? 
you know, yeah. when you weren't born yet. Dude, he, he stretched it. <laughs> Mork and Mindy was such a stretch of that time, man. You know, for yeah. what was on TV, then all of a sudden there's this guy doing... Gallivanting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember his walk like this? He'd be like shaking his shoulders yeah. with his tiny, tiny little balls of hair on his chest where you'd go, no. what is that? <laughs> I almost paying attention. <laughs> you I mean, it was furry. He added to no, it. No, it's not furry. It was literally like... Brillo. What are those little stickers that you, you know, you get on your feet or whatever running and there's just a bunch stickers. of... Stickers. That's what we always call them. <laughs> no, what the fuck? It's a sticker. There's a specific name. I'm sure there fucking is, but there was just a sticker to us, the shit that stuck to you. That's your all. Your attitude is developing quite soon. I'm no, because I, I want you to finish your story. No, that's okay. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that his freaking hairs looked like... Hairs. All of them. They looked like just little stickers. Yeah. Not wanting to touch them. You know, it's always the, the it seems the young ones die, right? They're the good die young that are, you know. You know, it's like the, the Kirk of, Yeah, well, you go through it, right? The Robin Williams on down, right? The artists that die young. And it seems, well, it makes you question your own fucking life. You're like, I'm still alive. I haven't done shit. My artistic <laughs> ability of creativeness That would is, make me not want to do anything if I'm going to freaking die right afterwards. <laughs> right? Like, yes, I have not reached that point yet. I still have a ways to go before I die. Uh, before it's so creative where you feel like, a, I don't know. That's I'm, why I haven't peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prolonging it. I'm, I could be so much better, but then I'd die. So, you know. It's you know I, we were talking right about music and and leads right so we were talking about guitar players leads anything so yeah. I told you as a kid we would name out you know your all star band right if you could say like lead my lead my lead person was my lead guitarist was my bassist was my you were my fantasy was. band playing instead of fantasy po- football where you're picking all your yeah but players. it was it was one of those little conversations that for a moment my family felt like a family <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all in the right. kitchen eating cheeseburger casserole finally <laughs> forcing the family night Wednesday night no one's yeah. yelling right and you're finally like so if you could have an all star band right and what I'm, would you do right who would be your lead and we were we named four or five yeah. you know a greatest leads of all time. And then realized that every lead that we named was from like one era. Right, right. Like what, where's the lead? You know, that, that fucking, the person out for, that's pulling the full thing, the charisma, you know what I mean? The, I the, think those were the generic, or not generic, the um, organic musicians. The yeah. ones that weren't the, the, you know, like fixing it on the computers to make them sound better. Things They, they worked for it. And so there's more passion in it. Yeah, but well, that's my point is they all died young. <laughs> so everyone I named, I'm like, holy shit. Um, no matter who you put up, Freddie Mercury, right? I mean, is Robert Plant still alive? I think Robert Plant is actually still alive. You're the king of that. I, I would, you could name 10 things and I'd be going, I've heard that song, but I have no idea who sang it. Right, but so who'd we name? We named Janis Joplin. Yeah, Janis Joplin. Um, Jimmy, who's a lead guitarist, but also yeah. vocals. Jim Morrison. Um, Freddie Mercury, we already said, uh, Steven Steven Tyler. Tyler. No, Um, you said Steven, somebody else. The one that I asked you to play for me. Oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's when we were picking our lead guitarist. Oh, okay. So it was like, who's your lead guitarist? But the lead person, everybody we named was like from a fucking one little era. It seemed like. Yes. And almost same genre as well. There was a couple. True. Tiny. You know, we did say Santana, which is not. Well, that's lead guitarist again. Yeah. But I mean, as far as genre goes, the difference, you know, everybody else is more like. 
the rock, whereas um, Santana has like a good spicy mix. Well, it came from all the Led Zeppelin shit, right? How when I was telling you how Led Zeppelin had actually plagiarized like the yeah, top ten fucking I songs. Like, I literally <laughs> I didn't hear that before, and I was like, well, thanks, you fucking ruined all like, <laughs> my people. <laughs> thanks for that. I had no idea. Like I don't even want to research it. I don't want to know that. I can't unknow it now. You know? No, you can't. Well, it's a it's a world and description that I'm sure as comedians talk about. As imagine if you woke up and one day that your favorite athlete Bruce Jenner is now a <laughs> female. Bill Cosby's right. a fucking rapist. Donald Trump is the president, and Led Zeppelin plagiarized their top ten fucking songs <laughs> that ever made it. You would be like, "What the fuck happened?" And Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were doing. <laughs> 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 you go seriously what the fuck? no eyebrows and all huh yeah <laughs> what the fuck you, you seriously like what nothing is real anymore yeah like what the fuck it tripped me now it's just too much it's another dimension you see me warp into but my whole point circling right. back was circling back. everyone we named <laughs> died <laughs> young <laughs> I, it was pretty much are gonna right yeah. we got to lead guitarist which i don't know who would your leads be you could pick a, a lead. That was really difficult to spit out. So you Who can. would your leads be? Right, slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the other day when yes, I held he is still stock? alive. Yeah, Robert Plant is still alive. So thank you, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Uh, Allie, Allie's you know, still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia was laughing about your tiny balls of hair on Robin. Oh, yeah, right? That's true. I promise you. People are going to be Googling that and going, Oh, no, but he was my point. Oh, yeah. So we're going back. Then everybody that actually fucking made a mark dies young. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still alive. I haven't done a fucking thing with myself. That's why you're still alive, babe. Yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting, right? I I haven't done anything yet because. The truth to tell. (laughs) I haven't done anything because. I don't want to wind up in a plane crash or something tragic. Yeah. It's like those people that go, I don't want to win the lottery because I don't want to pay the taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. <laughs> Fuck you. Or when they get a divorce and they're like, I don't want to get a job because then I'd have to pay child support or <laughs> I'd have to give her some, so I'm going to be poor with her. Like, yeah, what the fucks? You hear that a lot, unfortunately, where you really go, you do. what? You don't want to raise because you might have to share it with your kids? <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> you know? You see that a lot. Yeah, well, I... That went dark quick, huh? Yeah. Let's go back to the same point. So your lead guitarist, <laughs> oh, yeah. all right? You can pick whatever all-star lead that you have. We were Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, um, uh, Freddie Mercury, we already named, right? Robert Plant was the lead that, that we talked about. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Steven Tyler was the lead. Yeah, but he was very iffy, remember? We were kind of like, he has two or three songs and yeah, that were spectacular. Jimmy would be hard not to... I mean, come on. Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Janice. Those two, I would pick those two. They seem so like, it's just who they are. There's yeah, no like, the like performance. Basketball dream team in the, like 80 something. We're like, who do you take? I don't know, man. You got Jordan or Bird. <laughs> I wonder how tall each of them are. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just trying to imagine them walking next together like a band, you know, like a, almost like a cartoon. That's where my brain went. I'm just sharing it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering like how tall they are. Cause I imagine Jimi Hendrix walking like that wolf that would be like, dude, I know like just I, chill. I know Richie Havens was tall. Richie Havens. Yeah. I like Rich. Richie. Richie was not well known to some, but I'd love fucking Richie Havens, man. He you would, don't you? He fucking awesome. He opened up. <laughs> he opened up Woodstock, man. He came out and opened up in one of the first artists there that, that wasn't 
too fucked up. But he opened it up, man. I mean, R- Richie Havens killed it, man. He wrote some shit. You're far better. I mean, that's one of the things that you were the DJ. I like to just go. Oh, yes, John Lennon. John Lennon as a front. Remember, I never mentioned the Beatles. I was like, fuck, I named everybody. I didn't mention, I'm not a Beatles fan. Yeah, but isn't John Lennon a two-seater? What, what the fuck is that? His wife comes with him. <laughs> oh, man. She would ruin the band. Yeah, but she did open that. Open is like open, just different. It's like really. <laughs> open is what you say she when still Captain to this date uh, pays for and takes care of that park that's just outside her window for him. Mm. Yeah, Linda. So then you have lead guitarists to choose from. And it started, we were watching videos last night of Stevie Ray Vaughan. And what, what do we, I played, um, oh, yeah, he was Voodoo cool. Child by Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I was like, damn, okay, the boy can play. And then Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. And if you play them both. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, you go, what the? <laughs> You're like, Hendrix wins. Yeah, for, for sure. But cleanly, I mean, Shit, Stevie Ray Vaughan played it so clean. It was just it was natural but, and looked good. And but stuff. I think Hendrix like skips are on purpose. Like he means to sort of mess up to give it that freestyle ab. You know I what I mean? Know. You know the first two that you're talking about. I kind of imagine myself, yeah, like maybe seeing him sitting on a patio where you chill and have a good time. Jimi Hendrix, I go like this. He's in a dark room on a freaking stage. I don't care if anybody else is around and on you just want to watch him. <laughs> yeah, but you still enjoyed watching him, right? Yeah, and just play that shit. It was yeah, different. Yeah, you could actually feel the music and not just hear it. Yeah, it was different from when we played it to when you watched the video of Stevie Ray. Just yeah, And seeing his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just fucking, you're like, wait, that's fast forwarded. That's bullshit. He's <laughs> not fucking moving his hands that far. Yeah, it, it was definitely like... Like you don't even expect it to be that much movement, even from the sound of it. He he definitely looked cool up there. With yeah, his so leopard jacket. He, yeah, Hendrix, but it was Eric Clapton, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, who else did we name? Um, I'm missing somebody. Um, somebody, hello. I don't. Uh, yeah, Eric, I, Stevie Ray, Eric. I'm miss. Oh, um, no, I named him Eric Clapton. I think. Yeah. Well, all of those were kind of your slash. Yeah, Guns and Roses. He's good because he still looks the exact same and plays the same. Like nothing. No one knows because like. he wears the hat so fucking low in the air. You don't know Wouldn't it be like. funny if he just, that's actually like a wig and he just takes it off like a hat, puts it there like those new hats that come with the hair. It's not even fucking him, <laughs> right? But that's the cool thing is if he actually did pull that hair back, I bet you people wouldn't recognize him. No, yeah, some wouldn't. No, yeah. who the fuck? I'm shit. You know what? I just Ozzy crossed my mind too as a fucking front guy. He is good. Fucking Ozzy. I mean, the different voices that The notable, noticeable sound, too. Oh, hell yeah, man. Shit. Black Sabbath, when he's with them, yeah. and that fucking hit, that scream was ridiculous, man. Um, it is pretty cool. Hi, Tracy. Uh, hi, Amy, Karen, Tim. What's, what's up, Tim? Uh, hi, Tracy. Per se. The Illuminati's per se. Well... Now, when you get to drummer is where I'm like, yeah, we'll have a guy from Metallica and I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My list of drummers. Terrible. I'm shitty. I know. I'm terrible. Some people are really into music. Like, you don't know fucking drummers. You're an asshole. Yeah, I don't either. I can feel my boy Greg Sims. He'd be like, you're a dick. You don't know any fucking drummer? You know there's about freaking 50 people going what the, what about it? and all kinds of spitting out there going yeah. these people are idiots they don't listen to music yeah, don't you know tommy lee man come <laughs> on he's the best drummer ever yeah no thanks 
Christ. You know, all I know, for 10 years, if I ever happened to come across the drummer conversation, mm-hmm. all I knew is my best friend Greg Sims at the time when I was a kid, Greg. who was Mr. Drummer Man. Yeah. He said that the Primus drummer was one of the best ever. So I forgot his name now. But in the conversation oh, no. for 10 years, the only reason that I could chime in, I was like, the guy from Primus was the shit. And they'd be like, hell yeah, he was awesome. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Remember that song? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Like, I'm out. <laughs> Just Greg said it was really awesome. And oh, so he must sucks. be. It's funny, too, when you know that you, like, um bring up something that someone's acting like they're so like knowledgeable and <laughs> and you're like oh yeah like what's your favorite like that one dude the other day we we're watching rogan we're like and he's talking about how he's starting to read books now and we're like yeah what what book what are you reading tell uh, us about it something yeah <laughs> he's like the back seat of the airplane seat <laughs> yeah that's what he's resorted to by now it's true it's yeah. true. Um, so all of this was talking about who's the who's the lead person today. Where who's the who's the Hendrix of today, right? Who's the one that's you know tampering with it, you know, so much and and that that pushes a line, you know. And here's a here's a comparison. Is I remember an old girlfriend like twenty one, Carissa, right? Her dad. I, I thought we went over that. <laughs> she there's no fucking names <laughs> yeah, but anyway no she was cool but her dad right this was like this i never seen a family like that he had his own chiropractic place right i was like okay normal like family people okay i'm terrible here yeah. that was actually no that was not the mom that tried to bribe me there were two moms that tried to bribe me to break up with their daughter it wasn't them but um anyway so he's a huge beatles fan her, him and his wife and he's playing the Beatles, you know, loud one night, just hanging out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, the Beatles, woo. <laughs> you know, there's the one or two, right, that yeah. everybody knows, of course, I was that person. Now, look, if a lot of Beatles fans are like deadheads, right? You mentioned the Grateful Dead. And like, you don't even know, man, <laughs> like the guy we met on the train. Oh, yeah, he was major. Yeah, he's the guy for like 48,000 years has been traveling, seeing the dead. And <laughs> who was I talking about? You know, you're talking about the music and who you would choose and who is today, nowadays, the big pop star. Like, Lady Gaga would be my female choice of somebody that would be coveted to be seen nowadays. But there's not, yeah. I don't feel like that about many musicians nowadays. Yeah, I went so left field. I got all the way down to a, a, a band and an old girlfriend that liked something. Yeah, you actually started on two of those stories. Yeah, if we can make the connection, it would (laughs) make a point. If we can make the connection, it'd make a point. Musicians nowadays is what I I was guessing that you were trying to go on. I can't remember anymore. (laughs) It doesn't matter. That's okay. We just did a nice little square circle. (laughs) Did you get that when I did that? Yeah, I see what you did there. (laughs) No, there was a good point to it. It was about musicians and and music today and, and writing and God knows what. There's a know. connection. Was one of your previous mistakes, um, I like to call them that. <laughs> your previous mistakes, fathers, <laughs> what they were in or something. Like oh, that. yeah, the Beatles. Yeah. And, all right, so dude's blaring it. And I can tell, like, Dr. <laughs> Chiropractor guy is, he's into the shit. Yeah. Like, I'm into, like, Haystack or whatever when I'm playing something, mm-hmm. right? And he's just vibing, right? And I'm like, I don't get this shit. I'm like, what is the fucking big deal? So he breaks it down for me. And he goes, listen, man. Everybody at the time was listening to the band, right? If you imagine like the four-piece band, if you will. And so all of a sudden comes along people that put symphonies in the studio and recorded six different instruments at the same time. 
right? And then took that and orchestrated and mixed a sound, right? And put that yeah. together. So I started going, oh, okay. So you guys are on a lot of fucking drugs. You don't hear, you know, but the four-piece, six-piece type band thing. And then all of a sudden, this orchestra is playing on a chorus and a mix. And you're just fucking rolling out of your fucking mind. And, yeah. oh. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Choo-choo. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> okay, choo-choo the walrus. I got you. Mm. So then I could put it together. But then I, at the time, I was DJing heavy, like, house music. So I kind of like, yeah, that's the same thing. I was selling. I was like, see all these sounds nobody's ever heard. See, like, I see you ever talking like that. Even I wasn't. When you were I totally wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go on. Sorry. Yeah, I totally wasn't I talking like I don't know what just happened. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds that way when you're talking about it. Like, I should be talking that way. Isn't it funny when you are telling a story and you, if you, like you and I, if somebody starts doing a voice where you go, Whoa. Um, everybody, hold on a second. Let me just go ahead and take him aside for a second. What the fuck are you doing? You were just now in this accent, clearly, and you fucking side swiped, and now we're in a different one. Get it together. <laughs> I'm doing that to you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I'm like selling it, going, no, but once you're, basically I'm saying when you're on the drugs and the music and it changes and you're playing the house or whatever music it is and it, you're like, you feel yeah. that. Mm -hmm. That's the closest to going, I get why the Beatles are big. I've ever fucking been. Oh, right, right. That was the whole point. <laughs> okay. I circled that shit back. Yeah, they were, they had some really good ones though. I mean, they had some pretty. Sure. I think that they're See how my voice went up? That's how you know motherfuckers yeah, lying. Sure. <laughs> Little tip out there. If if somebody's ever lying, right, their answer to you in some way will make their voice peak upwards. So uh, it would be something like, you know, did you ever do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of disagree on that one. Just like no. when you play the flute and it goes like this. At the very end, it might be just like that a little pizzazz or like shaking your ass before you walk out the room, right? You That's your... Yeah. No, somebody's lying. That's it. You watch that. What do you? What did you do that? No, I ain't no. do shit. No, I wasn't there with them at that time. That's Never. Like, your voice stayed low. It's cool. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a villain, but still, you're able to carry that villain, right? <laughs> no, don't but if bring it up. If the voice peaks, if you get that, what? Yeah. I didn't. Or they repeat it back to you. Did I do what? <laughs> the repeating back and the questioning is where you go. Dude, really, you're buying yourself that much freaking time. And the dead giveaway everyone knows is. What happened was, <laughs> see, what <laughs> happened was, what happened was, <laughs> see, I was supposed to, and then I fell asleep and my phone was off. See, mine would be, <laughs> well, you know, Julie called me and she was having a bad night. I, I feel so bad. <laughs> Finally, I did what you were advising and reconnected. It took about seven hours. I have no idea what was taking her so long to explain. I, man, that's a deep one. You went, that's way off script. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa. You're way off script. I could babe. scratch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're at the table adding to the script to write. Well, that's because every time something does happen, this is good stuff. I'm going to write this stuff down. <laughs> Next time I get caught, I'm going to say this and he's going to say nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm sure you played every card. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen that. No, not at all. <laughs> right? I'm waiting for your voice to change to where you go, what? What? No. What? No. See, what you do is you try to cause a diversion where you notice yourself going, what? And then you bring it right back down. No. What? No. What? The, yeah, you picked up on that. I say that. Yeah. What? No. I like that. It's so cute. It's what? a giveaway that I'm telling the truth. It's actually what? even no. like um, the first thing you say before you decide, am I going to fight about this? Am I going to pick this battle? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? No, yesterday no. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let it pass through me. Yeah, I liked that. What happened? See, yeah, Tim caught on. What happened was, what's up, Heath? He, you gotta fucking meet Heath soon. 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite candy bars. <laughs> that is. It's up there. It really it's is. so fucking underrated. Yeah. You never see the Heath bar in the commercial uh, or product place. The only place. reason it's still alive is Dairy Queen. <laughs> and the ice cream. Oh, that's killer. The Heath Blizzard. The Heath is fucking underrated. It is. It's that um, not so expensive toffee. <laughs> Right? Everybody has to pay that other stuff, but the Heath, I, I liked it. Now they even like separate the two in two sections so you don't have to eat the whole bar. I know way too much about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and went. then the packaging, you can rip it off in two <laughs> seconds instead of four. That's, a, that's too deep about the Heath yeah. bar. My point is it's underrated. <laughs> right. it's I'm already going, during the stoplight, you can manage to eat it before the green light. <laughs> <laughs> that's all just jokes. Uh, yeah, is this Hangouts on air? I think it is, Tim. Um, I'm, well, is that actually, what you're using? Uh, no. Yeah. We went through the OBS system you know, live this time and broadcasted that way. So we're using OBS so we can switch cameras. So if you're watching live on Facebook, I, you know what's odd is I'm holding the camera to be live on Facebook when you're actually live on here. So anybody watching this shit's watching me like fucking talk to my phone. You know, like pretty soon, just a second ago, you said talk to my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it just dropped on your. Well, throat. I dropped the phone, and now it's audio only. So. Oh no. Yeah, I'm gonna close this down and come back live. Well, all right. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Don't you love that Nabisco sign? <laughs> is that what? Ding! <laughs> oh no, that's a spearmint gum. You oh, know. Oh yeah, Nabisco is more fun. I know, but you know where she goes. You li- you lint liquor. <laughs> You know the or the yeah the spearmint gum where she's like, give me another piece of gum, you lint liquor. You have to Google that. I'm Somebody you out there on your own on this no, one. No, it's actually quite funny. No, you're out there. You're floating on your own. Well, next time I call you that, don't be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you lint liquor. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. That like that would dry out. No, it would dry out the mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> no, I could walk through that. Okay, it's terrible. No need to test that. No biohacking for that. There'll be no he said, she said, that's he said, and that's it. What did she say about (laughs) love? Oh, God, don't start me out on that. (laughs) What about it? Really, what about it? I know you and I have a whole whirlwind of different views, I think. I mean, similar ones, sharing great ones, all that good stuff. Sure. Sure. Did I high pitch? I high pitched. Now that everyone listening, and yourself included, knows to listen for the, oh, You'll know when a motherfucker's lying. You know what's <laughs> funny? It's so weird. Just now I felt like we just started a chess game, and I'm going, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were playing Connect Four, and you just fucking pulled out a chess. You will lose. <laughs> <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> that was good. I, I love your impressions always. Look, I do decent ones, right? Now, my dad, Ooh, they're fun to watch him try them. Now you're like, look, you think I got this, this one? This is good stuff. Like, this is serious. <laughs> this is serious. Pay attention. You thought I was messing around this? <laughs> <laughs> Check me out now. <laughs> you're out of your mind. People are like, that's kind of gross. <laughs> Isn't it great? Did I just do that? Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> Isn't it funny when you say a joke or something and you really just wish you could just... Fucking delete. That's when I wish I had one of those Deleted. men in black things where you go, <laughs> you did not see me. What if you fucked up, though, and you went too far? You know, even if you went 10 minutes too far, uh, the person could trip. I, I don't even care. I just replay that other one. Like, it's my that first shit. time. you just be zapping that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be like, you're the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> I'm like, wait. 
That's when it was conceived. Fuck, they were real. No. <laughs> I went way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went too far back. I held that delete button. <laughs> yeah, ooh, I fell asleep on this yeah. shit. Elbow yeah. down. Like the freaking Apple TV remote. I could choke Fuck that. it. Fuck the Apple TV Who remote. Who made it silver and little, first of all? <laughs> silver. I'm digging through all kinds of wrong cracks looking for that thing. <laughs> you know, where you're like, I just had it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Like this, the hand that slides over to the right. Uh, like I'm a fan of Apple TV, yeah. but sliding it and trying to tap or put you like I don't know what's happening. Don't get me on a freaking nervous day. I'll be watching all kinds of shit I shouldn't watch. <laughs> <You're shaking. laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good show. For those that don't know, sometimes her right hand will shake, and then holding the Apple TV remote what? makes watching TV impossible. <laughs> no, that's called context. No, it is not. That's not. My right hand doesn't shake. You just painted this horrible picture. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, she removes her hand, and then the next day, what she does is. Hey, I'd still love you. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, like that old movie where they how, took wait, off their limbs and how shit. How far does it go, right? When you're like, you lose a hand. I'm still with you. I'll stay with you. You lose an arm. Are you questioning it? No. A leg? Shut up. <laughs> no. How far? Oh, my gosh. No? This is, no. Um, there. There's no. lines. What if you're only dating for like six months? Then of course that's ridiculous. Yeah, right. So yeah. what's the line? Let's say you're you're in it three months. They come down. They've the I've, line is how much you value your own life. <laughs> Where you go? That's fucked up. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. No, of course there's. If you've developed those feelings, I mean, that's a hard place to be. I don't think there's a time frame on those kind of things. Like if you meet someone, you fall in love right away. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily want to leave. I might just. By that time, you know, by the time that it really, really ultimately mattered, by the time there'll be mice connected to your armpit and it turn, grows your arm. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> right? I mean, they've got an ear going. I'm, I just have hopes that maybe all those mice that lived around me and helped me sing and sew as I was Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does make me think, right? Where is that? Where is the line to where, you know, you're dating three months, three weeks, three days, three years, you know, the, the line of... It leads to the sacrifice line, right, of what you put in. How much do you love them? I can already hear the questions, right? I know I'm posing a question that, you know, I may, you know, I'll get an email. <laughs> but outside, what? No, emails? <laughs> outside of that. But the, the line of, you know, the personal so-called sacrifice, right, for the greater good of the relationship or the person, right? Where does, where does that even fall in your court of the idea of, I mean, do you sacrifice being that person's, you know, hand and foot for the next 25 years because you made the promise, you know? I think that if I fell in love with somebody and something tragic or whatever happened, obviously there's a time frame where you stay with them where you don't want to add to their pain. But let's say over the years go by and you do feel like you're kind of living a slow death. I think you just recategorize them and someone that you love, not someone that you're in a relationship with that way anymore. Well, that really points to the idea of maybe like love being a real selfish thing, right? Is that if we're trying to share love with someone and if we have that and someone falls sick, right? Couldn't we just say, you know, or amputee, like I said, right? You know, or tragic, who knows? I mean, is there, what's that line? Amputee, you're an asshole if you leave. Brain damage, vegetable for life. That's we understand. <clears throat> the brain damage and stuff like that. I think that's just dependent on when you're ready. There's no time frame as far as what's necessarily Fuck. right and wrong. But That'd you have to so think hard. about everything that comes with it. Like, I'd be pretty pissed if my um, mom was in a relationship and six months after he, 
you know, was in the hospital, not necessarily even pulled the plug yet or something, that she's already going, I'm going to go to dinner with so-and-so, but we'll swing by and bring you some soup. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just a line. Yeah, it's hard, right? Like, I mean, there's some people that are there that are in the relationship that are the caretaker to the person they're with. Um, you know what brought light to it a lot for me is um, my window out, this whole website thing I was doing. Mm. And Dr. Jan Burt, uh, one of my first mentors, he talked about, he was in chronic pain his whole life, talked about the caretakers on how there are a lot of people that are forgotten, you know, because the people that are being caretaken uh, are, you know, going through it or dealing with something serious. So a lot of focus comes there. But the caretakers is part of that website thing we're building. Yeah. You know, somebody that has to really be there or is the only one that is there, you know, the, the caretaker to the person, not hired, not the hired hand, you know, but yeah. maybe the husband, the, a lot of times the boyfriend, the girlfriend, um, wife, et cetera. You, you know, you get hit with that. And, and you know, think if you, like, really take yourself out of that situation where you were saying boyfriend, girlfriend. And I, I use that example because it's not as necessarily serious as wife or whatever, husband, right? Yeah. Not necessarily, but it's still a possibility. Um, as a parent, when do you go, you have a life. Stop wasting your life and giving it all to this person that's ultimately near death. You know what I mean? Like, what if they were the people on the outside looking in going, when do you start advising even? When is it okay? And stuff like that. I mean, I couldn't leave somebody that I, that I loved and that was happening to them. I would not do that to them. It's hard. That's, that's your point. You know, that's kind of the point I'm talking about yeah. is, is whatever line you're in even. You know, maybe the relationship's not even there, you know, but they, they're dependent on you in a, in a certain way or uh, maybe they came down with it, right? You really... It's hard to measure. Well, you know? I, I think that's why um, I would say you just rearrange that type of relationship that you have. You don't need to eliminate them. You just rework it. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of points to uh, what we were talking about, the idea of, uh, of what love was and what it meant. It's cliches, right? The idea of sacrifice, right? So uh, I can hear somebody, well, they said, till death to you part. You know what I mean? That's what you do. Yeah. Right? And I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I see it, uh, of that being there for somebody who made the commitment, you know. Um, There's a sadness to that to me. Like, um to what? Till death to its part. It, to me, it's like... Well, hold on. Now, there's a short chain shit there, too. What if it's like, hey, look, I'm good with you for life. We don't know what happens after. What if it is after life? But look, it's like saying, I love you enough to be here. But when we die, in case there's the other side, uh, you'd be buried next to me. But uh, we didn't agree. So after life, we can't... <laughs> agree. Yeah, we can't, hang, we can't live in the same zip code and shit. Like, don't date my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? But afterward, death to his part is kind of like, here we good. Afterwards, ah. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to be in any relationship where I have to agree. Duh, yeah. Fuck that. A, a negotiation. Like, sometimes when I hear about relationships where... Well, you need to prove your love to me by making the commitment. I've never been in a relationship where they talk like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'd go. Yeah, that's proof that I don't want one. Um, no, but <laughs> that totally threw me off. I totally lost track now. <laughs> you flipped me out of my... I don't even know why I was going with that. No one knows where they're going. We were talking about the idea of, the, of sacrifice, right? That it's such a subjective, open idea, right? The idea of love itself, what that means to so many people. And a lot of times, the common tone that you hear, the, the common, I don't know, the, fu the fucking theme 
whatever it is, right? The fucking, oh, I can smell uh, as a hints of sacrifice and mm-hmm. self-hatred. Mm-hmm. You know, so it seems to be that that's the main ingredient is what I mean is that sacrifice itself is like, well, I love somebody. So thus I sacrifice self, right? The moment is, is giving to someone. Do you think maybe whoever decided to come up with those words of sacrifice and compare them in a negative context to love just hasn't been in it? Not the right one. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we say what it is. It, it for the moment, is a, a mind frame, a perception we create of the person, the moment, you know, a collection of, of, of feelings, of the thoughts, right? So. Yeah. I mean, what it's so open to definition that it seems so loosely applied to many relationships, frivolously. And to me, it's okay that it's got a loose meaning to it. It is what you make it to be. I think that's probably even better that it does have that. Like when you say "love you" at the end of the show, or when I do, or or, or if somebody's walking out the door, "love you," I don't go, "Yes, I fucking knew it." Those manipulating words. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's the argument on the intellectual side that run deeper, that love is a manipulative uh, word. And I, I get it. I don't think so. I know. I know. It, it's hard to even define. I always say, look, love is an irrational concept to begin with from some logical perspective. So to think that there's a rational approach to the idea of what love is, I would th- there wouldn't be 6,000 million books on it. It'd be like two. Who wants rational? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people, you know, the logical, mechanistic... I shouldn't even say that, not who wants rational, but it's one of those things, again, where you go, what's your definition of rational and where, how are you using it? Well, the definition of love, that's what you point out. That's the, you know, that was your point, Mm -hmm. is that it's, if we choose to apply the fork to be a bad word of manipulation. There's some method of, of verbal martial arts that I can perform <laughs> that's going to bring that word to be that, you know, the, the applier of it. Well, honestly, when it comes to that, I go, why does anybody have a rule on something that is defined by yourself? Hmm. Don't tell me your rules on what love is or what should be or what... Who freaking cares? I wouldn't love like you. Because if I would, I probably would be in love with you. Mm. So somebody's definition or idea of it is it doesn't really matter to me, but I enjoy seeing different definitions of it, you know, as opposed to different um, definitions or reasons why somebody doesn't want to be in love. Yeah. the, the ex- Love itself is so... Abused, misused, but only even that, the description of love itself as being abusive or abused, is still enforcing my belief of this irrational notion of subjectivity, you know, on somebody of what that is, you know, of that what that experience means, you mm-hmm. know, of, of what it is to take it on, to experience it, to have it, you know, to, to ingest it in some way. I go, I, oh, who cares if... If I feel like I'm, I have the possibility of tasting what love tastes like or feels like or anything like that, I'm going to jump, taste it, and if it freaking sucks, I'll spit it out and go back to where I was. Hmm. You know what I mean? Where you just go, well, short what do you have to lose? And even if it was um, a short film that was really exciting, who doesn't want to watch that? 
Who doesn't, doesn't want to be, be loud? loud. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have to have insurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping too many inside I jokes know, in right? a row. Uh, yeah, we got to stop that. It's funny because you, you know when you just don't recognize things until someone else is, oh, look, hey, Caitlin's on there. What's she saying? Caitlin is my best friend. She lives in Chicago. Baby, turn around so you can see what she's saying. Oh, Caitlin? Yeah. Oh, hi, Caitlin. Hi, Adam. How are you? Good to talk to you. You were saying welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. Hey, I got to say that. I haven't seen her on this in forever. <laughs> I don't even remember. I think it was just... Well, we, were t- well, we were talking about the idea of, of love is being compared to sacrifice, right? Yeah. And you and I do a lot of conversation walking through lines, you know, yeah. about the rational and the irrational. So if we... To throw another line combatively yeah. to that, but to say that the family is only strong as the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Right, so if one member of this two-person family or more is in some state, right, then the link of love itself isn't the lasting idea that moves it. Right, we have to pull together to to have them, um, and then connect that with the notion of love being irrational or, or sacrifice or something that you put in it. It, it it seems this line of balance again. We come back to of what makes it right is a balance of still keep some of yourself but not sacrifice yourself, yeah. you know, an agreement, if if you will? I won't. <laughs> not, <laughs> not an agreement. I don't ever want to have anything be an agreement where it's a negotiation. I mean, obviously, in relationships, you have those things of deal breakers, so you don't want to go, I guess there is kind of an agreement. We agree that if it, this is broken, then I'm out of here. Mm. Uh, I believe in unspoken love, but I don't believe in unconditional. Really? Yeah. Yeah, unconditional love. Yeah, that's. Is that, what or about? Or I should say, my definition of my love for you would change. Sure. On, you know, the condi- there are conditions there where you go. Yeah, if you did that, I probably wouldn't love you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and that person sure. can be related to you. Right. Right. Uh, um, a sibling or whatever, where you don't, where you throw out that window of or that opportunity, whatever of that even being a possibility. I'm a fan of unspoken love, mm. where. And I'm not going to use the the whole cliche thing where I can feel you in the other side of the room and I don't need to be next to you. You know, those are fun, but realistically, it's not still the definition of love. To me, unspoken love is where you literally just don't, it doesn't have to be announced, you just feel it. Mm. Well, see, the feel feels good that. to have that, though, announcement. Well, that's still where I chime in, though, is the to just feel it. If I have the thoughts that are creating something from that person's behavior, then I'm manifesting the idea of what love is for myself, for my self-serving benefit. And when that no longer services my myself, then I cut that love, you know? And that's, that's kind of weird, kind of going back to the disabled or something happens, right? Yeah. What do you do for your next 60 years of your life uh, of any point? I guess that is actually comparable because it's something that's no longer working, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in your relationship. So I guess you can have that um, perspective of it when you think about when is it time to go, yeah, this isn't working. This is definitely feeding you, and I'm starving to shit, and there's plenty of meat out there. <laughs> yeah, and let's, let's, let's jump on the, the <coughs> cliche that a lot of people talk about in relationships is that if, if they're not serving you or feeding you or making you grow – if everyone took that real analogy about the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many different approaches, but the approach of where if they f- don't feed you, you know, cut the weight, they do it with friends too, 
Yeah. You know, if your friends aren't this right, you're the average of, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love my friends. Yeah. You know, so I'm supposed to be, you know, if everyone really did that and you were managing and tra- we'd like the NBA. No one will be on the same team each week. You're like, oh, you don't make the top five. You're more of a number as opposed to an individual. There's no depth to it. It is like Velcro relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, that's, again, that's where you link back to, to the, the love idea of where some people find that martyrism or martyrdom by saying, you know, I work 85 hours a week for my family. Thus, this defines or then proves behaviorally my love for them yeah. is the sacrifice of my free time, my life, my existence that then equals love or what the relationship is, is or is supposed to be. Yeah. But you know, how, like if that I, op- I was trying to open up that can of fuck that worms. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how sometimes in a relationship you can almost see how they want to be praised because of how they praise the other. So like a, a man, you might come home and your house is, fucking spotless and it just looks amazing and that's usually what makes them go (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) so my point of that was before you say you're welcome is that that's the way that they end up um expressing their love to the other people but that may not be the way that they are thinking that it should be perceived or shown you know how sometimes people make that obviously with your situation like the other day when you painted the whole house i was just like I, I swear you bought me some Louis Vuittons. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, every stroke, I was like, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's my man. That's how I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, pick up that other brush. Hey, um, you can hire me at uh, 188. <laughs> Call Adam to paint your <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, just pay me. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> you're getting pimped already. Right. No, that painting. to me, when they express that type of love, <laughs> he's all caught up on that. Well, one time I had this idea to pimp my woman out. No, never. Oh, I mean, I'm totally. just talking about pimp painting. Uh, I'll okay. just show up and stroke up, karate kid that shit <laughs> up and down. You probably get some pretty good takers. But you were saying, I painted the whole, I did. Not manically. I didn't wake up like 4 a.m. and go, it was like 4 p.m. And so I was going to paint the whole house randomly. No, it was random, but it was the color that I wanted, the, the things that I wanted and for it to... Um, kind of feel more like ours. It was perfect. I loved it. What was the... You were the, the, the point of that was is the different way that people express love and show love in mm. relationships and things like that. Some people well, make the mistake to <sighs> express something you major d- you and you go, yeah, that's the way you want to be loved, not me. You're tap dancing on something. All right. Okay, the... Well, that's just not how I show love. All right? And I don't... Who are, you, who are you imitating? Real I quick? don't know. Okay, you have to put that out there real quick because otherwise they might <laughs> I show my love through you. actions, not words. Okay, <laughs> I show my well. Still, if it's then it seems like more like of a demand, as if this is how I show my love. Thus, you take this or leave it in a way, as opposed to finding a different way to communicate that love. Is to say, my love is done through what I do. Right, it's done through how I behave. Right, how I how I talk the the love languages. As this famous book that has been written says, mm-hmm. as if, okay, fine. If touch is your love language, you're going to go through your entire relationship with no words, simply touch. You're not going to make it. So to point out the fact that there's fucking a love language that you speak, that mine is, mm-hmm. you know, actions, mine is this. Well, you're going to manifest that to be true, one, because you're going to concrete a belief that to believe that's who you are. And then start to shape it on these ideas. Yeah, well... I, I don't know. I, I just, 
for me, love is just way too um, individual to where I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. Oh, I like that. There, I can't flip the camera around when it's live like that. I'm like trying to. Wait, there it is. Bam. Boom. Way much better than flipping this shit. You know, to the, it's so much the nutrition approach to yeah. the individual of what yeah. love is or means. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are couples out there where the husband or wife or whatever is, you know, all about business, gone most of the time, but then that other person, the male or female, because there are plenty of female providers and the male is the one that's waiting around or whatever, right, um, that are totally content with that lifestyle where they only need one solid day to themselves and they're that's what they need. Date night <laughs> and then yeah. I'll pay attention to you and, and after that, you, fuck And I'm going to show you where this is and then they're done. And so it, it just, just like, remember the other day we were talking and we are like, uh, oh, maybe that works for them. Sure. I don't even remember what. It's hard to judge couple. anybody because there's no like right way to do a relationship, right? Yeah, so and it's like until you're in that situation, you don't really know how you would be in that relationship or that type. Yeah. It's easy sometimes, right, to point out, well, I'll tell you what I would do. You call your friend and they're like, you know what you need to do, Tracy? You just need to get the fuck out of there. Pack your shit. And then they're not the ones there. You know what I mean? They're not the ones sitting there, you know, when oh they're yeah. telling you to leave. Yeah. I or mean, this is terrible, but I say sometimes to my girlfriends if they're saying something about someone is saying this about that or whatever, I'm like, are you fucking them? Are they paying your bills? Then who cares? Are they sleeping next to you? They're not going to be the one that goes... I know I'm so happy that you left him. Scooch over. Let me take your pillow with you. <laughs> <laughs> your friend is not going to be there in that bed with you when they're influencing your decisions. Yeah, what I hear him saying, would you go on and do what I can't do? <laughs> Fucking leave that asshole because I really want to, but I'm not. Okay, I'm not going to. But you, you go and leave them and find yourself. Or in the back of their mind, they're going, Who's going to go with me to fucking bingo? <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah. I'm out. This is something where they, they misery loves comfort. I feel like my mom was doing that when comfort. she was leaving. She was like, who's coming with not knowing? I'm fucking <laughs> out. <laughs> Mom's are just gone. I'm like, all right, go, Mom. Woohoo. I'm at the yeah. driveway, like, cheering her off, like, bye. Like, she's going to college. Oh, I don't think she was using that tone of voice at all. <laughs> no, not at all. She's probably like, I'm going this way. Please, we're loading up that again. Ford Taurus <laughs> remodeled two door. Are you taking the China? <laughs> Aww. No, but so that that idea, right, of the line in the sand of when it becomes your life, or when your life thus is defined by who you sacrifice it for. Yeah, I think that's the quickest way to resentment. Sure, it is. Yeah. Like it's like, who did I give? All of my dessert, too. All you can do is watch them eat it. The only gift oh, out I of Just it. hold on. I want to stare out the rainy window after you say <laughs> some <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, hold on. Say it one more time as I stare out the window and it's raining. And I would have said something far different. I would have been gazing out the window and going, I have no idea what just happened, but I gave my last brownie. Quick moment of silence. Okay. <laughs> That's how you feel, right? <laughs> that slow motion, right? When you're kind of looking out. What's up, Tony? Tony says hello all the way from Australia. Oh, then he says hello down there. What's up, fucker? <laughs> you yeah. fucker. Oh, yeah, right. That's what he said when he when you did the FaceTime with him. Yeah, well, he got on the tribe and was like, fuck a fucking cunt fucker. And <laughs> yeah. Somebody's talking shit well, about him. Like, this fucking Tony Manly Malone. Mm. He gets a free pass to say whatever the fuck he wants to. Well, you know what's funny, too, though? Anywhere abroad, I should say. They use that mm. word quite a bit. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, in such a different context than in the United States, I think. You know, it's very candid and more like shit. <laughs> you know? glorious fucker. What's up, Kelly? How are you? Uh, yeah, I, I miss Tony. We talked a lot. And yeah. he reached out. Remember I told you, he reached out and we wanted to chat. And I'm kind of like, Tony, I'm not the guy you want to talk to right now, man. <laughs> I'm like... I'm looking at my chessboard right now like somebody just knocked that shit off and then all they did was give me a queen. You, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you just, just saved yourself right now. You like, see how what? that happened, right? You see what I did yeah. there? All right. No, but for, like, uh, I was kind of like, man, you know, just I, I, I admire his approach to life now. He sees it. And um, I don't know how the fuck I got in left. Oh, yeah. Tony was commenting. That's how I got in left field. I swear to not offend. Tony, you're offensive because you're so unoffensive, sir. No, I, I don't get it. I don't. Like when he, if I watch anything that he does, I don't get offended at all. It's I, I look at it as like a spicy character. That's a cat that'll throw you the motherfucking life vest. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a cat that I know. Like if we're getting into it, mm. he's gonna lay some cover fire for me. You know what I mean? He's gonna be like, all right, we can both use this fucking piece of wood and swim to safety. <laughs> well, in mm -hmm. some Australian accent. Yeah. That I'm not doing. There it goes again. That's yeah. Good. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, he's the guy that would do that shit for real. Yeah, he seemed like you guys had a pretty good connection. Yeah. And well, I mean, I go back, right? We just. <sighs> All right. I'm going to open up this. Yeah. What's can. up? We let's yeah. You ready? <laughs> You're <laughs> okay. breathing different. I'm like, spit it out. <laughs> All right. Patricia, I don't love you. Well, we talk. Love. We talk for hours. <laughs> we talk for hours anyway. So just the fact we sit up and sit out back and just chat. It's hard. All right. We've been down this road. Yeah. So I, I watch a lot of people that have lived. I'm not going to describe it with anything. Lived a life of continual work at a position of something to, to do what we've been talking about, to sacrifice for their greater good, for their family, right? And they've, or themselves even, right? Yeah. And they have no, no judgment about either way. Because I don't give a fuck what an entrepreneur says. Uh, it's a nine to five, motherfucker. It's just worse because you're not fucking off. At least the nine to five conversion be like, it's Saturday, motherfucker, I'm out. Call it I'm, I'm done. Right? The entrepreneur is like, it's Saturday, we're gonna think about work all weekend. <laughs> you know, and think you're not a nine to five. It's the same idea. But I I watch a lot of people I know that have successfully lived you like PC. So you're like asking for a friend. Tippy toe, <laughs> tippy toe, right. tippy toe. I know. Now it's making it be like what did you do? I'm not losing this. I'm holding on to it. Okay. <laughs> Proceed. Right. Shit. What was that? No, I'm kidding. So that have lived a very successful life doing just that, right? And have provided, performed, secured. And many times have lost themselves, if you will, along the Their way. Their idea of a successful life. Uh, yeah. They've, they've performed above par to what life has told them they're supposed to. They have given as such. Right. And thus should be defined. And I said should be, right, by the social construct of thus have made it. You have arrived. And yet the yearning. Hello, you're watching the microphone. Sorry, watch. She's prettier than me. Watch her. And the yearning thus to then still do something else outside of the construct of a cubicle, right, of the paper world, of the email exchanges that we do for deposits. Right. And I watch people want to create podcasts, wanting to write books, wanting to be creative. After 15, 20, 5, 10 years of doing the other. And I kind of, now myself on the other hand has done the opposite. I have said I want to do that and I go after it. Now that sounds good, 
but that comes at a lot of fucking cost. Tons of them. And I watch people crossing over, and I'm going like, motherfucker, you don't even know what the fuck you're getting into. Like, you wake up every day, you got your little thing, you're doing it, and you just want to put something more into it. You don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You just want to do something. And so I look at that over a long-term observation. Sorry for the long window. No, you're good. You're good. No, I do. And so the long-term life choice, I don't hate any choice because, frankly, the other one is hard as fuck. I feel like I'm trying to get back in there. I'm trying to go, whoa, fuck this, change the world shit. Let me just be over here. Right, and everybody I'm trying to get to is trying to get over on the other fucking side. Go, <laughs> can I just write books for a living and podcast, and then yeah. things will be great, you know? Uh, again, the sacrifice of, of there's a question somewhere, and <laughs> the sacrifice of that turn, and it's really hard to look at my friends, even family members that I know, yeah, and people that I know are are are, are still searching for the personal satisfaction through the deed through the implication of the proximity, mm-hmm. judgment of the value of self, thus still in performance-based. And I see the crossover in both ways. Even those that are going, one day I'm going to get out of prison and have it straight. One day I'm going to stop selling dope and I'm going to get straight. One day after these kids are gone, I'm going to do this. Right? And what does someone do to kind of quiet the storm that proceeds in any fashion of their life related to Performance as being the definition of the value of their existence. Well, I think Was that everybody a fucking question? <laughs> <Fuck that one. laughs> I think that everybody has um, something, something like that in their life that they define it the same way you just did, where there's a lot more depth to it than probab- probably. That's <laughs> like probably. Probably. Than probably necessary. Sure. Like it's the overthought, the. Um, I think in all those, in love, in life, in all these things that you're talking about, how come so many people put so many things, so much thought into something that doesn't have a guarantee anyway? Mm. Nothing has a guarantee. Especially fucking love. Right, something that should be... And we want so many. um, We want want the guarantee. Give me the ring, give me the contract, give me the security. We want that. It's like we want a rational, logical guarantee for an irrational concept that still makes us feel alive. See, for myself, I, for the first time, I mean, actually... I'm a fan. I mean, shit. I do shit in- intravenously. You know what I mean? I'm, a, no, I'm running yeah, love on the main you. line. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a fan of being in a relationship that is not in control of everything that it that it that is basically where it is strong enough to where it doesn't rely on um someone being stuck there mm. it's like an open door yeah who wants to be with somebody that's like hey man i made a commitment <laughs> <laughs> well you know when you see relationships hey, where that hey, one, of, one or the other is saying um Most he or she better marry me by this time or i'm fucking done yeah, if you're like ever saying that fuck, in your right? life why are you even considering getting married so you yeah. can get a divorce sooner? <laughs> you put a fucking time frame, either this or else. I'm like, well, you ain't fucking in it to begin with. You okay, so what if that is your agenda, of, uh, uh, male or female's agenda? That's yeah. what they want. That's the goal they want is to be married. But they love somebody. Yeah. Um, when is their line of going, I'm done with, like your words, sacrificing? Yeah. Um, when do they pull this, you know, 
this deal and go, I'm out of here. This isn't going to be what I f wanted it to be, which is ultimately what they wanted. When is it? When is it time for that male or female to go? They don't want the same thing I do. Like now, again, because this rule back the idea that love is a selfish endeavor. I think that's part of it, the selfishness. But sometimes people's selfishness could be their desire to please somebody else. Mm. You know, sure. when they're actually doing it for themselves to please them. Yeah. Like that's where they gain their true self, I believe. Sure, yeah. yeah. Their pleasure. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I get the argument back toward the idea of it being manipulative and a way to. Uh, forcefully create some sort of connection, right? I, I get it. I mean, the, look, there's no argument that love is not abused, right? Well, let's hear your dreamer side. My dream. Oh, you're so awesome. Bring the silver lining. It's the truth. Well, y my d you know what? My dreamer side, everyone just fucking heard talking on the microphone. That's n you. The way oh. that the <laughs> I'm like, I didn't hear you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, the, the way that you picture that, the way that you see and give the irrational, a logical chance. I don't. Regardless of the cultural implications, the language barriers provided, and so-called objective, but yet uh, obj or subjective research about word use, application, its manipulation, uh, just because you can try the. Love is a fucking irrational thing, and you know, uh, for me, it would be something you'd understand by telling you I, I love you because because you pull the irrationality out of me and you make the irrational rational. You just got really. I love you because. That was really <laughs> cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love you because. I was just saying, like, man. right? You know, when someone because the that shit's fucking irrational. The fact that people put out books or some video that go, if you're looking for the right relationship. What you do is, right, the one, two, threes, the four, five, sixes, right, the steps of what you find love to be. Well, well, I mark you, sir, and I would challenge you because you're talking about an irrational, subjective idea of whatever the perception is at the moment of the expectation of what love's design in a person is supposed to be. And if I then, but then yet not to apply this phenomenon in my <laughs> existence, in this human... Do apply it, please. I want to hear the application. Right, but, if, but not to apply it, right? Not, not to apply the social construct that was created thus of some manipulative experience thus within limit my human experience at the end of it. So to tell me that I lived my life in some notion of a rational idea of love from manipulation... Mm, well, then fuck you, because that was a concept created in my experience of this humanness that which yeah. we call it. And if thus I'm to experience it without it, well, then Shakespeare me, because then I have not lived yet. <laughs> and forget it then, you know, because – but for me, I, I, I lived Slay my life – Slay me with your sword. Oh, here it comes. I, 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 look, I, I lived that life to an extent – but not relationship-wise, you know, I, yeah. I just kind of went out there, and so the first relationship to put down seemed the rational, safe thing to do. And then when I applied ration, rationale <laughs> to an idea of love, it went fucking failed. Yeah. I failed. It failed. Well. But then, well, failure is the growth and the gain anyway, so yeah. don't let failure be a negative connotation. So failure is mere just a stepping stone painted differently. So as... You move through that experience of it, and then to be y given a different 
taste of what that means, yeah. but open to the perception and the change of the definition of the expectation of what that experience is, was open by you and was different. And I then pursued the thought that was created in me by your by observing you mm-hmm. with a diligent focus of cognitive behavioral and possibly spiritual and yeah. but to chase something of an irrational subjective notion irrationally seemed to be rational <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah there you, you go. know um on the dreamer side I've, 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 I myself have always been a dreamer. I would say that since I was like in kindergarten, if not earlier. Um, but I've never changed my view on realistically the meaning or definition of love. Um, it doesn't even have to be love with someone like even in through a relationship. Heartbreak, even through the letdown of the first definition of what you believed love to be, you didn't break from it. No, because it wasn't it. It I would be broken if I felt like I found it. Hmm. I didn't feel like even being married, uh, it sounds sad, but there was still that feeling of, um, I know I'm not wrong. I know it it exists. That person exists out there. Um, You are my I told you so. Oh, no pressure. (laughs) No, I mean, and you could be my I told you so for one more week. You should really. But it would still be like. Lift your sights up a little higher. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're, um, you probably, I'm going to tell you this anyway. Just enough of each. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Just enough. You know where you see relationships where they go, this is so great about them, but he doesn't have anything in common with me when it comes to like what I like to do for fun. To me, that's like the ultimate relationship where you find someone that you actually share interests. You don't have to spend all the time together, but where you actually share interests because those other things like that bomb-ass body or that beautiful hair or whatever, those things can go away. Uh, check, check. (laughs) (laughs) Those things can go away quite soon and and very unpredictably. Well, I show you now. Tonight when you were chatting out by the fire, when we were chilling and, you know, you were talking and it's, it's, maybe for the first time I, I, somebody's perception more and their experience of what it is of what life is or what it is to them to kind of sit back like we're, we're both staring through the same 3d glasses on some mm-hmm. holy shit shit you know you d- are you referencing like um if you were to meet an older couple that talked about love yeah, just you okay. tonight sitting up there <laughs> hanging i was <laughs> like you were talking about a perception of something and i was like yeah. i dig that perception you know want to see it from, from that angle you are the first person that at least in my selective memory of whatever that wants itself to be (laughs) (laughs) that I've ever felt that was like more you please. Oh yeah. yeah. Instead of like less you (laughs) bruh, less Adam right now at this moment, please. Could you just tone it the fuck down? If anything, you're more like, what the fuck is Adam? Like tone this shit, you know, that was something different for me. This is, um, it's so much life is so much more fun to be around people that you feel like they like you. And like even today with your outfit that you were wearing, um You're gonna hate on it. Uh, you're bringing it up. I you're am. I'm not hating on it though. I love I it. I won't. I'll shine that shit. I'm I'm happy. So he gets this outfit, right? And it's a, a gray velour zip up jump 
suit is what I like to call it, but it's a, it's a little gangster gear. It looks <laughs> hot to me. <laughs> and he had on this. Um, it's right here. If you're watching, yeah, you can go to YouTube. You see the top. But it is it. all in who wears it, though. No matter. I don't care what you say. Look, if I could pick velour tracksuits for the rest of my fucking life, <laughs> white tennis shoes and a tank top underneath, mm. and I'm happy. I know it's uh, baby. It's how you carry yourself and your walking everything. So not everybody can pull this off. So yeah, I would say put that on they in your so own could. wrist. No, I'm sorry. Put it on in your own wrist. Yeah. I know. Think about it. Anybody. Let a 78-year-old. Oh, okay. So what about if a female throws that on? I'm down. I'm thinking like, oh, pajamas, comfy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, it would be. I'd be like, they'd probably DJ great. You don't think you'd ever find yourself looking at the female going, time to make the donuts. No. Like as far as like the regular, not I the fooding. I would be like, I totally get it. You want to feel like you're in your pajamas <laughs> all day. <laughs> well, let me <laughs> swing back really quick to the whole point of your outfit. You were initially going to wear the V-neck t-shirt, and it wasn't tight. But it didn't fit the final touch of that no, look that you had. It's because it's too hot. If you no, had a t-shirt and a jacket. That's a good try, though. So you threw on that tank, and it was the finishing touch, but it was maybe a little bit risque of maybe what your family or somebody might look at you and go, what is this? That definitely happened. Um, but to me, because I do love who you are, and I love when you today. can rock that or whatever. Yeah, today. That's a good idea. But well, I'm a fan of being young. Like, I think, you know, I play my music fucking loud still. I still dress what makes me comfortable, not what fits me in. I'll never tuck in a short sleeve anything. If you do, stop. <laughs> Just stop. If you, if you right now have a short sleeve thing on, and it is tucked in at this current moment in time, I need you to untuck it swiftly. With yeah. no one looking. Now, if someone's watching, you can play it off. Um, but pull the untuck. And if you have one of them tethered belts that kind of latch anywhere, <laughs> go out back and burn that shit. Uh, and if That's you, um, unless your hands are ill, or excuse me, not ill, what the fuck? Hands are ill. Unless they're hurting, please don't ever let me wear Velcro ripped from your shoes. Yeah, man. I'm the sandals but where you Velcro go, shoes are so convenient. Dude, so is short <laughs> hair and <laughs> eating unhealthy. It's convenient. Oh, uh, whatever. I was talking about females, not. Yeah, I'll take short well, hair. I mean, sure, there's Baby, some you have a beautiful face. You could do this buzz cut. No, it's risky. Like Rose from uh, from UFC. You could. It's risky. You, I do it's like risky. Rose. Um, thank but you. That's you could do it. You have to have a symmetrical and pretty face to to be the female shaver. Now, sad. Now, feminists are like, "Fuck no, you, we can shave our heads." I'm a, I mean, I'm a huge fan of short, sexy, beautiful hair. All, it doesn't have to even be sexy, but like you said, even a buzz, it's all how a person carries themselves. But what I was referencing that for was totally different as far as like where the reason for it. <laughs> You're looking at me like. Yeah. Give me more. <laughs> no, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Where are we going? <laughs> you were talking about feeling young and all that kind of stuff about yes. relationships and what you rock and what you wear and all that kind of stuff. Well, it, it kill me when my ex-wife would go, can we play the other song? I'm like, no, I'm going to play that loudly. And we could sing. But no. So I th that's parts of feeling young, of, of whether you, you rock the velour tracksuit or you wear whatever makes you comfortable. And not just the, not the quitting thing either, where you go, I'm, I don't care anymore. I'm just wearing this. You know, but yeah. whatever it is that makes you feel a certain way, I think that's okay. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's not like you have this um, dirty looking face and you look like you're dragging your knuckles from them. That is subjective. 
No, it's not. It, I'm talking about when you're wearing that velour suit, what the, you can, the appearances you can make it. I think anybody can rock it. It would help anybody I rock the velour. I challenge you right now. <laughs> if you've ever looked at a velour tracksuit, zip-up, long sleeve, and you've thought, fuck, that'd be comfortable. Well, you know, the girls used to wear it, and I will admit I had a juicy suit. You know, the, the yeah. juicy velour, the little J and the... Little, yeah, stripper day wear. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. It is. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> I was just counting the days that I could go. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I challenge any, if you've walked by and you said, I'm, I'd like to rock that, do it. But just look, white shoes, go with it. I won't judge it. Just do it. White shoes, rock the velour, and then just email me. Say what's up. Say, like, you know what, I tried your velour suit, feel, yeah. and it fucking sucked. But you got to wear everything that goes with it. Wear those chucks. Wear that ch- that wife beater. Don't say it. No. I don't Rule of thumb. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so many people don't realize what that means, but it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, the rule of thumb. Yeah, you, you can hit your wife with a stick as, as long, long as, as it's, it's the size of the f- your thumb. Of your thumb. Yeah. Correct. And now, are they talking the thickness? Yes, <laughs> girth. Or is it a little It's girth. <laughs> yeah. So your girth of your thumb was the shaft you were allowed to hit your wife Where are you with. Going? You know what I mean? Or... Think about somebody's little thumb. That's a little whip stick. That shit was fucking, that's fucked up. And so I, well, we still heard it. It was on like Fox News or some shit, right? So yeah. I was like, rule of thumb on the thing. I'm like, you're talking about a feminist article now. There was something on a website too where it said rule of thumb on each category. Remember we were like, do they even know what that? Yeah. But I mean, fuck to say anything online or anything. You don't even know anymore. Oh if you I put know. something out, you're like, I did what? I totally offended an entire group of, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just so, to me, I w- like if I was anywhere actually really in the limelight, I'd be going, ew, did I accidentally flirt with somebody that I knew? I hope I didn't offend somebody. You know, when you really look back at Well, it almost record. mutes you, right? I mean, we already talk about the, the generations further being unable to communicate, whatever. But even the idea of communicate can be subjective, right? It changes with the evolution, but the idea of actual communication disappearing, personal communication disappearing, because of the electronic communication, I think that's a real thing. I don't want to sound is. like the old dude. It's like you know you can't get me, you know. But it's it's kind of true. That certainly helped your game. No, <laughs> it did when when you would call me, as opposed to texting. Um, what was it? Like uh, it was a nice change, you know. It wasn't FaceTiming. It was literally like that phone call of calling, saying hello. Yeah, you know, as opposed to just this. I mean, I did love those two, but I'm saying as far as like the actual connection, which it allowed us. Yeah, that that's was nice. Uh, the con- the connection, right? Where, from your opinion, where does now? We're d- I'm generalizing, right? And yeah, generalizing <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> when you know, when does that? You know, kind of. Th- and uh, all right, fuck. There's I'll so much going through my head. Well, I can't because I have to preface when we were in Cali and you were talking to the With lawyer you. guy okay. out there when we were sitting by the fire and shit hanging and dude was just tripping about his wife, his marriage, you know, what to do. He and was. this is a, an affluent lawyer, you know, for the enemy, too, for Pfizer and his drug company. But, and it, you know, as you're talking to him about you, you could almost pinpoint when, when it fell off, when the mental change, when a belief of something he did that played in his behavior changed, right? So generally speaking, to you speaking, you know, when does that relationship, if you're talking about a generation, 
process sure. begin to fall off, right? When does that, the, the woman... You when you let it. Right, well, actually, it sounds good. No. But and well, Remember that one guy, the one guy that you're talking about? He's sitting there talking to us about, what do I do? I can't do this. And I, the first oh question the, yeah, we, the were, we were like, yeah. well, where the fuck is she? Yeah. Why isn't she with you? That's true. It's so obvious. Yeah. He's sitting there going, I can't connect with my wife, but yet I'm at a upscale hotel. I'm having a drink by this little fire talking to two strangers, and my wife is alone in the hotel room with our newborn. And I'm wondering why I can't connect with her. <gasps> yeah. And we're both looking at each other what going, the what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. Uh, I, or and uh, it wasn't even a newborn. That'd be even a little bit different if she just needs some time alone like to feed the baby. Whatever. But it wasn't even that. It was a freaking toddler that you can go, Mom, I'm going to go away for the weekend with my wife. And he was obviously had enough money to go, watch my baby for a weekend. The things that he has absolute control over, he's over there sitting there talking to us instead of talking to him. It's like where you go, call her. The best part was the end of that night as you finished your sermon with him. (laughs) And we we leave and we're going upstairs and he happened to be on floor, I think, two or on floor three. We're in the same elevator. Uh, he's like, re- he's thanking you. He's like, hey, thank you. It's a fucking weird night, you know, kind of, because you were convincing him, like, he go upstairs, yelling. and you, you gave him instructions. Yeah. Dude had a one, two, three. He had an action <laughs> plan. Yeah. You know, being a lawyer, he was he ready. He was excited to about it, though, and he hadn't even experienced that excitement about her in general since they got married. Yeah, and he was ready. And so yeah. he's, he's going up. He gets off on the second floor, and he's walking, and we get off on the third floor, and I hear him go, fuck! <laughs> yeah, he said it twice. Yeah, he yelled, fuck! Fuck! And we're like, wow, he's yeah, laughing. Cause it was his a big compliment. Yeah. It was like, a, they're so right. His mind was just like, fuck them. You know, I have to go do this right now and say this. He was, but that was, that's the moment where, like, your brain is creating new pathways of experience. What, just the meaning of uncomfortable is where the change is. When you're like, go in, say this, do that. He's like, all right, I'm fucking in. He's on the second floor. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. And he's walking in to go do it. You know what I mean? I think he got that fuck moment more so when we were talking when we were just talking to him about like realistically what are your choices like he acted like and they dated before for several years without a child through college and there was no like um discussion of him ravaging or or having that desire or anything i was like what where's she at you know it's like well you better get it before somebody else does because i know she's like thirsty for it i don't care what female does anything i don't care what they say what female does not want that feeling of um especially if you have a child if you've like had a child at some point of i am not a slave to anybody i am here for me and they're gonna fulfill me and it feels good and nothing you know what i mean who doesn't want to feel like out of themselves for a minute and that's what we were um saying to him well you have all these wants and desires have you ever asked her out have you ever bought her that outfit you wish she'd wear? Have you ever bought her that lingerie that you wish she'd look so hot in? Yeah, because he was really just complaining that ne- they never really hung out. He didn't do anything fun together. Yeah. It was more like a – but th- remember, he did reminisce about um, this kind of chill, relaxing, fun time with her, like doing fun college things. Yeah. Um, but we were like, uh, what happened? And it yeah. seemed like what happened was is he kept living and she was the daycare provider. But so many times, right? That's what. Remember, she had a career. Yeah, that's right. Because she was ex-career doing. No, she thing. still had her career. Still, that's right. That's right. Because it was yeah. good on both sides. And that's when we were like, "You better go get that." Yeah, yeah. You better. <laughs> She's not dependent on your ass. And yeah. You know, she sounded like that 
achieved almost dozen or so in Corral uh, were not just for me. Yeah, I think I think that's why people do get lost, though, is that I I have made this commitment, therefore I sacrificed this, and that gives it its thing, its the life. value. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and to me, that's happiness. Yeah, that's like a sad story. It fucking sounds that way, doesn't it's it? That if you go, I gave up this sort of happiness so that you could have it. That's like you almost have to be yelling at you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I did this for you. Like where you go, what do, you, do you want me to say I'm sorry or do you want me to say I owe you? What do you want me to say? I don't want anyone in a relationship like like that. Like if, if you guys haven't seen the movie, um, he's just not into you. Definitely watch it because there's so many people, male and female, that are in relationships where it's way too much freaking work. People in well, that's general. Well, uh, come on. That's the other thing. Well, you know, Patricia, relationships are work. <laughs> There's, I mean, it's one of those things where if it becomes work instead of a relationship, it's probably not. Yeah, but th- this sounds good. But after 15 years, you know, you, you have to, d- it's work. You have to communicate and you have to be open with each other and give each other space. I um, just summed up every fucking relationship book there is. I think you just have to care. Give a crap. Everything is so simple if you really So where's the line, though, when, when that person gives a care and the other person in their mind gives a care? But so, again, have we circled back to the idea that love truly is a selfish endeavor? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I think. Right? But you're there. So when we're sitting there on that kind of, hmm, we – there's parts of it that are selfish that feel good, but ultimately, if you love someone, I don't think selfishness has a room for it. But I still, uh, look, I'm still going to go back to one of my favorite movies of all time, Into the Wild, that if you yeah. watch it, it's not that fucking sad, people. Like, there's a message delivered. A man went out and experienced a life, and he left a message. And in that message he left, to me, is the prize of that movie, is the experience thing, is that, you know, it's not worth experiencing unless it is shared. Yeah. And I, and I think sharing your human experience with someone, not sacrificing your human experience for someone else, that, to me, I think is... Uh, uh, fuck, uh, uh, fuck me and my cheesy... Fuck me, Adam. Like, <laughs> I love that you kind of showed me. It was like, this is possible. You know what yeah. I mean? Outside of the rationale that we place it in. you didn't trust him, you wouldn't have that relationship. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, sure. It'd be questionable, right? Yeah, and you'd so question it with a selflessness and something that I think when you trust someone, you can believe it. So it's all those ideas of what I thought were love and then you every day continuously kind of like do to those make things. make the trust be violated. I think that's really that's it. what you're going for. That's the deal breaker. Well, once, because trust is so important to me, that's it's like a snowball effect of the what happens. I don't any longer respect you if I don't trust you. So if I don't respect you, I can't be loyal to you. If you I'm not what? loyal I'm to you, I'm not in love with you. Yeah, it's I like I all hear you, but again, that still connects to that sacrificial example of defining what love means. It just changes the meaning. That's all. Yeah. Like, like if I, I could still like if say we, God forbid, say we broke up tomorrow. Sure. I mean, I'm I sure. Don't fuck yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? Jesus. 
Sure. Okay. What time? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Uh, if that happens, it w- it would be painful, yes, but I would still have no residual pain from the amount of time that it took. Given it's a month. Yeah. Yes. So it's to me, for so many people to go, oh, it's Dr. Oz, or there's too much work to it, or it doesn't exist. I've chosen already. Yeah. You've made that decision already as to whether or not it can be healed or can be That's healed. That's the exception. It's a hard thing, though, isn't it? I mean, be- because of that, I don't know that it, it, that'd be a really hard find to find people that are like, um, that are already truly on the same page as far as what they want out of life. Yeah. Because um, if somebody doesn't value it the same way you do, they think that stuff about all the work I do on the side is like it's going to change, like it's not. You know, if it's not as valuable to you, then I don't think it's going to help other people that have the same problem. So it's really hard to find um, someone that you believe that you trust that is going to have the same um, idea of what you do. Because there's, I don't know, there's, I mean, there's no time frame to have everything all mapped out. But because it's a few months, because it's one month, you know, one month in your life is going to have a tremendous impact on what you've done and what you want to achieve. Or you could go with a month. Or you could trust. Yeah. Or wonder. I mean, okay, so when judging of the one, if the want of the man is to be secured financially, anything else outside of what our definition of success and satisfaction is, the expected given sacrifice, if that's not met, I mean, could we compare, like when I, I, I write in the book, there's no, you, you know what you mean, that there's no right thing. If you kiss someone, it's bad. If you see them kiss like they do, so they don't. You don't love like they do. Just let it rip. But is that? Do we get in the money waters then, and we start to say that this is the definition of what love is? Uh, uh, this is what creates a good Christian. I believe that when you decide to get in the school bus, you're crossing the other side. Ah, you're creating. Maybe it is a school bus. Yeah, well, I mean, if you have any sidewalks, like, they're already like window shopping. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst is when people go window shopping and they have their own budget. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were and you don't mean money. trying to buy some at Nordstrom's and you have to pay like and you don't m- And you don't mean financial support. No, or medical care. I'm talking to someone that, there's so many people that are listening to us right now that are going to be like, what? Sure, talking to Brad Stewart. We'll talk about next week whether you believe in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the Bible. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know this if I would say that. This was fun. I really have to like. I feel a little bit robbed after this week. Like my feelings have been hurt. Like I try to do this little sliver of like, hey, I'm not done. I mean, it's a good rest. Are you done? <laughs> Are you finished? Devoted back to the <laughs> the thread that's around the beginning. I didn't reveal anything that was really as far as really important. Well, you know, be somebody that doesn't say protesting is fun, but yet says protesting is going to put them on the shelf. 
And if it's something that I want to make an agreement with to end it in this life, well, then maybe it's something I really don't understand yet, right? But for the most part, I try to love Brassman, but it doesn't work that way. I'm going to buy something subjectively. I'm going to need a very database, a very clear cloud, or make this abstract notion more personal. But then, fuck it, I approach it irrationally. And uh, I appreciate your concern for being rational. So I'm going to keep going with it. SAT, true or false, love equals sacrifice. Um, So false. False. Love is not about that. Question two on the SAT. Love is about